Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of NXT Then Now Forever. I'm James Boyd and I'm here with a new guest somebody you haven't seen before, somebody you haven't heard before, um, a new contributor to Social Suplex, Murray Bone. What's going on, man? Not much, man. It's good to make my on-quote debut for <laughs> in, a podca- in, a, in, a, in a podcast. I've never done this before, so to say I'm, to say I'm nervous is obvious. <laughs> oh, don't be. We're talking about fake sports. It's good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't overthink it. So, yeah. we're going to just go over NXT from five years ago, and then we'll get to um, yesterday's NXT. Um, honestly, I don't know how, you, how I feel about these shows. Like, I think that this is one of the weaker NXTs from this year, uh, the one that happened last night. Um, but NXT, the main event from five years ago, is a pretty good match. Um, at this era, we're at a point where you can pretty much only bank on like one quality match with NXT. The rest is pretty much like squash type stuff. But uh, but we'll get into it. Um, we'll just go get into uh, five years ago's NXT. Let's talk championship material, shall we? To be a champion, you need to be determined, willing to do whatever it takes to win. But more importantly, you need to be gorgeous. Tyson Kidd. Sami Zayn, uh, boring much? First off, you guys are both Canadian. And it's scientifically proven that Canadians lack the proper DNA to be super good looking. It's a country full of Michael Sarahs. NXT 221 from May 15th, 2014. We ended up getting a recap of last week's number one contender battle royal. Uh, where we end up with a three-way tie with Tyler Breeze, Tyson Kidd, and um, Sami Zayn. So from there, we get the Ascension versus Buddy Murphy and Elias Sampson. Um, this is Buddy Murphy's WWE Network debut. Um, he looks pretty much the same. Would you say? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, slightly. Like it look, he looks like he has poodle hair in this <laughs> ma- match without a doubt. But it's. <laughs> Certainly yeah, the same. Yeah, pretty much he has the same like ragged cut off gear that he wears even to this day, so that that was interesting to see. And so this match starts and Brady Murphy's the one that's in. They immediately isolate him into the Ascension's corner with stomps. And at this point, Rich warned me about this that there's gonna be a yah era for the Ascension where every time they get someone in the corner with strikes and chops, it's gonna be yah. Yeah, and I had told him, yeah, you know, a couple weeks ago they already started doing it, but no, it's he's right. It was way worse. Now every single thing, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it, 
they just stomped on Mur- Murphy in the corner and tagged in and out, and then eventually Connor tagged back in Victor. Victor cleared off uh, Elias Sampson off the ring, and then they hit their combination high-low finish for the win. Yeah, pretty much a squash match, obviously. Um, we can, it was weird seeing Elias wearing what looked to be light blue trunks, especially Wait, since he's... That was the same Elias? That, I think that's the, that is the same Elias. I thought it may have been, but then, like, I never saw his face, so I couldn't really tell. And at this point in time, like, he's also a rosebud. So <laughs> it's like, I don't know why they were, sh- were like, scared to show his face. It was, you know, that's kind of weird. But if that was the same Elias, I mean, I could, I'm sure I could Google and find out. But Yeah, I think I, I think I had a look, had a look, and it is the same Elias. Wow. So, yeah, so. Even back then, they were already protecting him. Yeah, <laughs> it's really amazing. And if you, it's hard to think that after that, considering now both Murphy and Elias are considered probably near enough mid card as well. The Ascension are just jobbers, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 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 amazing how that works out. Like the Ascension got brought up, and they were dead within six weeks on the main roster, and then Elias, they've you know they've done nothing to protect him. He stinks in the ring, and they've. Like we'll keep you out the ring. You can throw elbow drops and uh, V triggers, and he has a, the finish. I think his drift aways was his finish, but like outside of that, he's he's just he's just disgusting in the ring. So, <laughs> um, or wretched is what I was going for, but he's just wretched yeah. in the ring. And you know, but he's over because he's a very good promo, and you know, he gets really good heat when he you know pisses off these teams with the cheap heat, you know, sports team thing. But um. But yeah, Brady Murphy, he, he he was always good, but, you know, he got on 205 Live and just took his game to another level, especially because he's, you know, pretty much just ripping off New Japan moves, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it, I think we saw Buddy Murphy last, I think the week after WrestleMania on SmackDown, and he did a backstage locker room thing saying, like, I'm coming to, I'm coming to SmackDown. Yeah, I think Where? they did win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think they did something where it was like an, a WD.com exclusive where he came out and men said he was debuting sometime. Interrupted our Lee, I think. So oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if that's going to lead to anything, but he hasn't done anything yet. So have to wait and see. Yeah. So. After this squash match, uh, the Ascension say that they've beaten everyone in the universe and then a man someone new to destroy. And then out, come, out comes El Local and Kalisto. Now, I went over this last week. El Local is Ricardo Rodriguez, Alberto Del Rio's ring announcer. Um, so they put him in a mask because, you know, they two gimmicks... Hopefully they're paying two checks, but um, <laughs> two gimmicks. And he says that you haven't been everyone in the locker room, and they want a challenge. And uh, I think they also say something on the lines of, uh, "He says catch us if you can." Yeah. So yeah. So then we yeah. get a backstage. So then we get a backstage promo with Sami Zayn. He says that people that have been following him in NXT know that he's a he has a bit of a obsessive complex. He says that. Um, he was obsessed with getting Cesaro's respect, and he finally got that. And he was obsessed with beating Bo Dallas for the NXT title last year, but he fell short. Um, but this time he's going to redeem himself, and he says that 
um, tonight's match gets him one step close to the NXT title. And he's going to make the best of the opportunity. So then we get a WrestleMania 30 Blu-ray and DVD commercial. Then we get it come back with an NXT Women's Title uh, semifinals match between Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair. Alexa somehow gets to Charlotte's back immediately and then goes for a rear choke, but Charlotte ends up backing her into a turnbuckle into the corner. So then Charlotte ends up getting separation. She charges Alexa in the corner. Alexa gets a boot up, and then she gets to the top rope and um, does a front flip and tumbles to the other side of the floor. And then from there, she uh, charges and hits her wacky Lucha uh, small package deal that she won last week's match with. Um, Charlotte kicks. Then Charlotte takes control, beats the hell out of her, slaps on the abdominal stretch. Alexa escapes, hits a schoolboy. Charlotte kicks out. They do the same exact thing again. Another abdominal stretch. Another escape with a with a schoolboy. Another kick out. Then basically Charlotte just she basically gets in a situation where she hits her with a backbreaker. Then she works her works her over her knee for a while. Um, then later in the match, because this match was not good, I'm just gonna get through it. Hits her with another yet another uh, backbreaker, and then she hits her with the natural selection for the win. Like, she did all the work on the back and then just beats her with a regular finish. Whatever. Um, so, so then we get a um, we get a video a recording of Tyler Breeze from earlier. He calls himself the King of Cutesville and the Sire of Selfies. And he says, to be a champion, you need to be gorgeous. And then he says, he'll do whatever it takes to become champion and, um, and become a champion. Um, everything's fair game. So we get a commercial for WB Legends House. Then we get Mojo Rally versus Aiden English. Mojo comes out happy as hell as usual. Then out comes Aiden English. He uh, sings his way down to the ring. I didn't recap because who gives a fuck? Uh, um, basically, the whole match is Mojo's whooping his ass. Mojo then uh, is about to put him away, but he gets but Aiden English ends up getting to the ropes. Um, the ref kind of calls him the break. Mojo tries to get him out the ropes. Aiden gets a boot up. Then he starts beating on him with some clubs and, and gut kicks. Then, you already know what it is if you've been listening to this show. Every single squash match in Mojo Rally. Two singer splashes, a hip attack, and then a, then a running, jumping ass drop for the win. Yeah, pretty much. Just have... Pretty much every Mojo match ends this way now, seemingly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fun stuff. Real fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we get a backstage interview with Tyson Kidd. He says he believes in hard work and second chances, and um, that will pay off, and that's why he's back in NXT. He says that if you look at the main roster, you see the Shield, you see um, the Wyatts, and you also see Big E, and they're making the most noise on the main roster, and they all start in NXT. And he says... Um, the future is now, and he's not just a member of the pack. He's a leader, and he will be, he will be the champ. So, then we get Big Cass versus Angelo Dawkins. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Big Cass ends up um, backing Dawkins into the corner uh, and just clubs him in the chest over and over. Then out comes C.J. Parker to walk around the crowd with a picket sign. The front of the sign says NXT, and N stands for no, 
X stands for extra and T stands for toxins. And then on the back of the sign, it says, this sign is recyclable. <laughs> and he's walking amongst the crowd. Anyway, we go back and Big Cass, it's a big old boring match. Big Cass is just, they're fumbling around each other kind of. And then Big Cass hits an elbow drop. Um, Cass charges Angelo in the corner. And then uh, Angelo ends up getting up a, a back elbow. And then he throws some strikes and a drop kick. He ends up hitting the ropes and comes back. And Big Cass nails him with a Triple H Harley Race high knee. And then Cass uh, hits a big hits the ropes, comes back with a big boot, and then hits the East River Crossing for the win. Yeah, it's it's weird to see. Like, has Angelo Dawkins probably been one of the most longest guys to be in? Like, been in NXT the longest out of everyone. He's been there for. Been there for a while. There, there are a few developmental all stars. There's Aaliyah with there's single A Aaliyah, um, who's now with um, Vanessa Bourne right now, but she's been around forever. There's Angelo Dawkins, who's now a street profit, which is like he definitely upgraded. Um, Aaliyah Wesley upgraded Blake. too. Um, and then there's also um, Wesley Blake. Um, Wesley Blake. That's exactly what I was getting to. Who's now yeah. a forgotten son, even though they were, yeah. you know. He was doing the thing with uh, Buddy Murphy earlier, and they were a more successful tag team. But um, now that he's hooked up to Gunner slash Jaskin Riker, like they're going to get a put. Or let me phrase that: he's going to get big a big push, and they're also going to be the two. Him and um, Steve Keller can be the goofs that bump around for him because he's not that good. But yeah. yeah, like that's where he is. Like he went from being a tag team champion to now he's a setup guy, a heater. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Are there any other developmental all stars? I guess you could say Cutler in a way as well. He's he's well, been in that. I don't know. I think I've seen him in like 2016. I think. Really? 20, yeah, I think he had a couple of squash matches, but I wouldn't be entirely sure. Okay, so I I I don't remember that, but we'll, we'll you know doing the show week in week out, we'll get to it eventually, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, we go backstage and we see JBL, um, and then Bo Dallas walks up on him and says that his fans, the Bo Leavers, have been demanding that he's been added to the number one contenders triple threat match, making a fatal four way because he keeps getting fan mail. JBL tells Bo Dallas, "Take the letters and send them to CJ Parker. He'll recycle them." <laughs> and he's, he's like the the nicest way of being a dick while not like. It was a very good job. That's the best way I'll put it. Like, J- this is like the nicest kind of JBL you'll ever see. Like, this yeah. is definitely not main roster JBL. Like, he, this is not the same guy that was making Miz, you know, uh, making Miz like get dressed in the bathroom. It's not the same <laughs> JBL. So, as yeah. JBL says to Bo Dallas, that he's had his top, his shots. He doesn't deserve another shot because he keeps losing. And then he says that. Um, he will be fair to him. He's not going to add him to this match, but he will give him another title shot if he wins his next match. And then he eventually reveals that um, the stipulation is if you don't win, you are out of NXT for good. And your opponent will be Big E. So then he, uh, Bo is kind of confident because he beat him. For, he beat Biggie for the NXT Championship, and he says he's undefeated against him, so he walks off, and JBL is just like, get this geek out of here. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think here. Is, is Biggie is Big IC champ at this point? I'm certain. Um, let's see. Think... This is. Um, <laughs> it's around that time. 
But yeah, because he loses it to Barrett, and then he gets injured after Money in the Bank. <clears throat> which time? I think it was. No, no, no. When you're talking about Barry getting injured, which time? Because he which always time? got injured. I don't know. I think it was after Money in the Bank. Okay. Money in the Bank. And then they had that battle royal at Battleground where Miz won it. Then okay. that started Miz and Ziggler. All right. Um. So then from there. Um. Oh, so we get a we get a WWE Network commercial on the WWE Network. This is some Inception type of shit. <laughs> so then we get a after that we get a Total Divas commercial, and then we get finally get the main event: Sami Zayn versus Tyler Breeze versus Tyson Kidd. The match starts, and the crowd immediately chants Yoshitatsu because they were sarcastically rooting for him, or ironically rooting for him in the Battle Royal last week because the crowd's assholes. So <laughs> so then uh, they do a couple of spots, and then Zayn goes to charge at Tyson Kidd in the corner, um, and Breeze ends up cutting him off with a beauty kick. And then in the middle of um, this triple threat, number one contendership match, we cut to a commercial. Um, I believe it was the Do Not Try This At Home commercial. So we come back, and Tyson Kidd gets Breeze to the outside, and he goes for a dive, but uh, Tyler ends up catching him with a strike, and then Sammy goes for a flip dive over the top rope that nails um, Tyler on the floor. So then um, Sammy goes to the top rope and hits a crossbody on Tyson Kidd for, for a near fall. Um, then Breeze gets back in the ring and Zayn hits a blue thunder bomb on him for another near fall. Um, then they do this combination um, suplex spot where uh, Sammy Zayn gives Tyler Breeze his uh, exploder suplex while at the same time Tyson Kidd gets behind him and hits a German suplex onto Sammy Zayn. That was a that was a cool spot. So Breeze rolls out and um, Tyson and Sammy fight. Tyson slaps on the sharpshooter. Breeze comes from out of nowhere and super kicks Tyson for a near fall. The crowd starts chanting all three guys. Um, Breeze dumps Tyson out of the ring and then um, charges Sammy in the corner. And Sammy catches him and hits the exploder suplex into the corner for a near fall. Tyler Breeze ends up crotching um, Tyson on the top turnbuckle. Sammy comes from the opposite corner and hits an haluva kick. Uh, to Breeze and then Tyson dumps Sammy over the top rope down to the floor and then Tyson hits, uh, goes to the top rope and hits a elbow drop for the win as Sammy like gets into the ring and is a half second too slow to break up the pinfall so at this point in time Tyson Kidd is going to fight Neville at um, NXT TakeOver um, I believe that it turns to a four-way. I don't know the, the rules to it, but at that point, Sammy was just sh- SOL shit out of luck. Yeah. What do you think of the match? Yeah, it was a very good match. Very good match. It makes it reminds me how much I kind of missed Tyson Kidd. He was never never make it as a big star, but he was certainly a definite good wrestler. Yeah, I definitely agree with that as far as him being definitely And I really liked the tag team that he had with Cesaro, and it's kind of funny because now Cesaro is like the the utility tag team guy. Like, either he has great matches and they, you know, normally eat nothing, or they put him in whatever tag team, and that tag team is always immediately successful. Yeah, because, like, I think he first teamed with Davey Boy, David Hart Smith, 
then he had that team with Justin Gabriel that went nowhere. Yeah, then his team with Cesaro, which is probably his best team, best team, and then unfortunately the injury t- injury happened, which was that's a shame. Yeah, and now Cesaro's carrying on a legacy with this with this sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess from that point we'll just move on to this week's NXT. Girl, what are you doing? You know. You really starting to get on my nerves right now because I know you was probably in there being sneaky trying to steal my title opportunity from Shayna, but I done took care of you. So, girl, uh-uh. Don't, don't get it twisted. I ain't trying to get a match with Shayna. I was talking to Mr. Regal for a rematch with you because you ain't take care of me. You just took a shortcut. And now, I'm going to handle my business. WWE NXT 506, May 15, 2019. We come out with uh, the announced team saying that they wish Percy Harv Percy Harvin Percy Watson um, the best of luck because he is now gone to move on to future endeavors on his own. He future endeavored WWE, not the other way around. So they wished him the best, but filling in is it looks like permanently. I guess maybe is Beth Phoenix. Yeah, I don't know if they not said it was permanent, but I'm not. I'm not complaining about Beth Phoenix, but if it's the, if it's if she's gonna be the full time replacement, I'm fine with it. Really, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and she kind of is developmental. If this is what she needs to develop, cool, fine. Um, I think they have too many people on announced teams. I feel like they should just have Graves and R- Renee. Renee should be doing play by play, not um, not color, but whatever. I think I think she'll be I think she'll be a be good eventually but you know once you get good they bring you up to the main roster and then you stop being good so what difference does yeah. it make I guess um, yeah so the War Raiders come out and they're here to tell us that they've raided Raw so there's really and they've been all challengers more or less so they're about to relinquish the titles until oh and they also do ask for Regal Regal comes down and then the Street Profits interrupt Street Profits say all types of funny things to them and say that how they pushed them to the limit a few weeks ago in their match and they say that they're kind of running scared. So the Raiders say make the match um, for later tonight. So then from there, we end up getting some backstage or I guess off-air footage after last week's NXT showing the Undisputed Era breaking up where Roddy throws off his armband and Kyle O'Reilly picking it up and looking, you know, really torn between the two um, odds, but he ultimately ends up leaving with Adam Cole. So we're going to we get this interview from outside later and you, it looks like it's dark and like lightning is striking everywhere like every, every yeah, 15 seconds no. um that's central florida for you so yeah. so then they go to ask um they go to ask Adam Cole about the situation and then all of a sudden more and more geeks start running to a certain area and you start thinking oh no are they about to do another who done it situation like last year at the end of last year but um, no, there are people that are going to attend to um, Riddle, and then all of a sudden, out comes from from where those people came from that are running to get uh, give real attention. You see, uh, from that same direction, coming towards us, um, or coming towards the camera, is Roddy Strong. Roddy, Roddy Strong goes to make amends with um, Undisputed, and then he holds up a bloody flip flop in. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay, how did you get the blood onto the flip-flop? Did he murder him? You know, what the fuck? Like, okay, like, is, is Riddle just going to be off TV for a while? No. No, because no, you see him You see him later on. That's my point. It's like, what the fuck is this? And like, he isn't busted open, so... Yes, he's... He, <sighs> they came... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. And then I'll, then I'll just like, what the hell are you doing? So, um... So as they show the bully flip flop, the undisputed is very um, is very happy about this, and they seemingly uh, patch things up and they move on. So, so then we end up getting Keith Lee versus Caesar Bononi. Keith Lee just beat this dude's ass and then hit a spirit bomb, um, power bomb for the win. I'm not even gonna go through all that. Like he he chopped him in the corner a few times. He it, he he just beat him from pillar to post more or less. It was a, a jobbed him out. Yeah, it's a special Skype squash match. I know. No, yeah. When I was watching this show, I've now got Keith Lee's theme stuck in my head. <laughs> I cannot. It's stuck in my head. Now. Skin is glorious. <laughs> he is limitless. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Uh, the Forgotten Sons are going to barge into um, Regal's office when Kathy Kelly stopped them to ask some questions. And then the Sons, um, the Forgotten Sons, were upset that the Street Profits were handed their title shot. So then they walk in to go yell at Regal. We don't see it. We cut away. So uh, then we get Kushida versus Kona Reeves. Um, this match was a lot better than last week's or two weeks ago's match with. Um, that Kushida had with uh, Cassius Ono because the crowd actually knew his spots now, and I'm assuming it's the same exact taping. So, like, they pop for the for the cartwheel uh, drop kick. They, you know, the um, the big punch. Um, and it's it's weird because Conor Reeves isn't good yet, but like you can tell that they still clearly practice this thing because he's out of position for like half of Kushida's spots, but like only by a hair. But like, it's just like. Uh, dude, just put him in there with someone better and beat him. Like you, you couldn't put him in there with like uh, the Jau dude is dressed like Street Fighter, like he's dressed yeah. like a bald R- Ryu from Street Fighter. You couldn't put him yeah, in there yeah. with that guy. So anyway, he ends up slapping on the uh, he ends up slapping on the oh my god the, hoverboard the lock time, the hoverboard lock. I was about to say the time splitter for some reason. That's never mind. Oh. Yeah, you're right. He's about to slap on the he slapped on the Kimura for the win. So, yeah. meanwhile, while this is all happening, um, Drew Gulak comes out, and he's unimpressed by by, by Kushida's grappling ability. It's funny. He's like, that's oh, I heard you were a top uh, technician. I am the top technician. <laughs> yeah, so one thing you can say is Kushida versus Gulak. That's a match I want to see. Yeah. A doubt. And I think, yeah. it's, I think it's a very good next step for Kushida and similar to um, I believe it was Riddle's second match because um, Riddle Riddle had a match with uh, Gulag I think it's sometime in January so something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. And that match was great. So I would love for him and Kushida to go out there and just like have a have a grapple Riddle. fest. You know, wasn't like fun like, grappling. Not the like Riddle's. Work. Sorry? That so wasn't Riddle's like first feud, first feud with Ono as well. Yes, it was. Well, so it's they like... fall on a similar path, or it's like, okay, we'll have you fight Ono, and then we'll have you fight Gulag, and Gulag will probably have the better matches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't so know what happened to Cassius? I don't. 
I mean, one, he's old. I just think that he's in a spot where, like, he's kind of done. I mean, he's done a lot of wrestling around the world, and he's kind of like a player coach at this point. From what I, from what I've, you know, read or looked at or whatever, he's kind of like in the player coach role. Anyway, so we end up getting um, going backstage where we get uh, Bianca Belair like more or less just like dragging Kathy Kelly to go <laughs> with the with the with a cameraman to go into Regal's um, dressing room and ask why uh, she's not getting another title shot, but Io Shirai is. So as they get close, out comes Mia Yim. Um, they have a back and forth because of uh, their match from either la- I think believe last week. Um, so they're they're setting up for another rematch. Um, they argue with each other, and then um, Mia leaves, and then Kathy Kelly's just sat there, just like, "What do you want me to do now? Like you literally just drug me at from from you know from my job to go you know ask these questions now what?" So uh, Bianca treats her like a geek. It was almost like the, like a female rock versus like. Uh, Kevin Kelly <laughs> situation is like, hey, man, here, Kathy, you go do this, you jabron. So she goes into Regal's office and they cut away. So then we go and get Jesse Alaban versus Vanessa Bourne, um, or Jesse now, or maybe it's just Jesse. It used to be like either Jesse or Jessica Alaban. Now it's just Jesse, I believe. So she might be the next Bailey. Who knows? Yeah, Vanessa Bourne just beats the hell out of her, and then uh, there's a spot where the ref's distracted, and Aaliyah slaps Jesse, and then Vanessa hits her finish and beats her. Squash match. So, then the main event, we get we end up getting NXT tag title match against the Viking Raiders. I hate calling them the Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders versus Street yeah. Profits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The match started off with the kind of similar fashion to their match a few weeks ago, where except in the reverse, where they kind of got the crowd into it by you know starting out hot, but this time instead of it being the Street Profits having the War Raiders reeling, the War Raiders are taking a fight to uh, the Street Profits and put him with big moves thing it's going to be a squash match and they kick and then from there you end up getting um, you know kind of high high paced match where um, you get a um, Montez Forrest goes for that huge uh, frog splash. You get Hanson versus Angelo Dawkins, and they're both uh, dodge each other's moves with cartwheels. Then you get a you know the super finisher spot with um, with the Street Profits, where Dawkins gets him up and gets up. Uh, I believe it was Row in electric chair position, and then Montez Forrest goes and he hits the like the super blockbuster off the top rope, and they're and they're. They're having they're on the way to a great match until all of a sudden the street pro or not street props the, right the forgotten sons on, run in they break up the match it ends on a DQ so all three teams are beating each other up and then all of a sudden um, Lorkin and Birch come out and because they're upset about what happened a few weeks back between the Street Profits and Umberto I'm sorry I keep saying the Street Profits Lorkin and Birch. And Umberto versus the Forgotten Sons in a six-man match where it's all bad blood and, and, and fighting. So it looks like we're headed towards a four-way. But ultimately, <laughs> what's happening is uh, the ref raved the match off while all the all the chaos is ensuing. The Street Profits end up like <laughs> getting one of the uh, one of the War Raiders in a pin pinning predicament, and then uh, Dawkins covers one of them. 
and then Montez Force fast counts, <laughs> fast counts it, even though he's not a ref. Match is over with, and they mm-hmm. walk off like they're victorious, like they really got pinned. So this goofy ass <laughs> shit pisses off the War Raiders, and they then proceed to beat the hell out of uh, the, the Forgotten Sons and Lorcan and Birch, and they hit their finishes on them, and then we go to Black. So I'm assuming this is going to end up in a in a fatal four way tag at Takeover 25. <laughs> Yeah, well, one thing I did notice at the end, it looked like, like the War Vader sort of like laid their belts down. So I'm not sure if they're saying that they're going to vacate them or something. I'm not sure if that's the plan, but it does. That gave me, it made me think that it looked like they were going to do that. Could be. Um, they did lay them down. It it could be that. I would assume that if they were that was their last taping and they were walking off, they would have either dropped the belts or it would have been more. Or maybe they would have done a match, but like they would have, it would have been more um, explicit. But one thing I forgot while going through the show is they they do a backstage um, segment in between one of the matches where they go back and Johnny Gargano is checking on um, Riddle because they've kind of become friends because they've been helping each other out against attacks from Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era. So we talked about the bloody flip flop. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody flip flop then turns into, you know, a half hour or so later that Riddle is on a training table and they are looking at his ribs. Excuse me? What? <laughs> what did did Roddy just have some blood on him by chance and just thought, well, I'll put this here and make it look like convincing. I What? Okay, and <laughs> it was it was one of the weirder things that it was it was like the weirdest thing that I think I've seen, and I've been watching NXT uh, religiously. I've watched every single episode of NXT since um, last year's Brooklyn, right? So, yeah. I this this was like the weirdest like plot holy thing they've ever done that did not inv- directly involve them having to change their storyline to make it make sense because of what um, the main roster demands. So, I was just like, what is this? This is this this is not this is not the triple this is not the NXT that I'm used to like Vince got into the script somehow. Yes. But um but during this uh during that Gargano and Riddle training table or training office uh interview or segment, um Johnny says that Regal has made the match, a rematch between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano for the NXT title at the next takeover. So we have two matches on board. We I'm assuming you're going to get Roddy versus Riddle. Maybe, maybe not. Um, that's where it seems like it's going. Uh, Dijak in Velveteen Dream. I think that's it's not official yet, but like that's where it's all been leading to. And then yeah, I mean, isn't so, Dijak? So, yeah. didn't, didn't they announce that Dijak was out with an injury though? Oh yeah, that's right. Well, at least on so, air, that's how it is yeah, so far. So I, I don't know what they're going to pivot to, but. You know, in the next set of t- set of tapings, that's what'll that's where we'll end up because we're only what the next takeover is what June first. Yeah, June first. So yeah, so two weeks away, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the tapings have cover those two weeks though. So really, I'm not sure if it. I'm not sure if the. I'm not sure if it is or not. But huh. Well, you know how it is with tapings, like. All of the stuff that we see are the matches, and then the backstage stuff. You know, they 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 just you know they do that whenever to make it make sense with the storyline, and because yeah. it's taped, that's why they can make stuff make sense as opposed to 
someone got injured we're fucked here right so um they'll, they'll figure it out um either way like it looks like I'm gonna be a good card already like Velveteen versus I'm a, a, a number of people whether it's you know Keith Lee or um they bring in somebody from NXT UK like a like a Pete Dunn or somebody like that they'll they'll figure it out yeah. it'll be fine so uh but yeah man um I want to thank you for for coming on to to talk NXT with me um do you want to tell the people where they can find you plugs anything like that uh, yeah if you're wanting to find me on Twitter if I can pull this up you can find me it's <coughs> maza underscore underscore 44 at my bone 2000 <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, what <laughs> it, I know fucking hell that's a, it's Lord knows what I was thinking for that for that oh, for, for those that you know that, that might struggle with trying to remember all that I will put his twitter handle in the uh, in the description for the podcast so don't worry I do that every single week so don't worry yeah that's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're listening to. Um, tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at Powerslam.tv, the sponsor for this show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling, they have over 4,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Uh, don't forget to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Tuesdays, we have uh, Keeping a Strong Style with Jeremy and Josh. I'm sorry I'm not doing this in chronological order. But on Sundays, we have One Nation Radio with me and Rich. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. Every other Wednesday, we have Grown Men Watch This Shit with Jeremy and... Chris, I always do the Jeremy thing because there's two Jeremys, Australian yeah. Jeremy. So then on Thursdays, we have this show, NXT, the Now Forever. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite with Floyd. Thanks for listening. Later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.